When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey folks, welcome into the Dublin Denver podcast on the Mile High Report podcast network. Uh, Michael McQuaid, Stuart Roach here today, earlier this week, uh, obviously based on the uh, Thursday night football game that's coming up for the Broncos um, this Thursday night, ironically, against the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, however, just a just a disappointing disappointing day on Sunday for, for the Broncos and you know, for, for, for many Broncos fans across uh, US, the Europe and the world that have watched this game. Um, Stuart, first off, before we talk about the game itself, welcome in. How are you doing apart from the game? Um, I'm doing fine, Michael. Um, uh, we, we'd had a good weekend of sport in the house yesterday. My youngest son played two basketball games and won both of them handily enough. So we were in tremendous form going home. And then Manchester United got walloped by Manchester City in the derby. So that kind of made me wonder if the evening had sort of taken a turn for the worse. And yes, it, it really had. It was, we were chatting beforehand, Michael, it it uh, it was lovely to have a, uh, you know, a sensible kickoff time for Broncos fans this week. Um, but it was a very, very disappointing evening. Um just uh you, you know like I am I'm I, I've said it week in week out the offense is going to get better the offense is going to get better and the offense isn't getting better um I don't attribute any blame really to Russell Wilson I think he's doing the best that he can at the moment under uh, 
circumstances than anything any of us could have really foreseen. Look, you know there's going to be some teething troubles with a new quarterback, a new offensive coordinator. Um, but I didn't think we'd be as anemic as we are at the moment on offense. I mean, I think we just really just um, scraped over 300 yards. And you have to remember as well, Michael, that the Raiders had one of the worst defenses in the NFL going into this game. So if ever there was an opportunity for us to, to, to get right on offense and to win a road AFC West game, uh, it was last night. Um, and we didn't, we failed. We didn't, uh, we, we didn't do the job and it was really disappointing. Um, and I think the defense deserves some credit for holding us in games up until this point. Uh, but they were unable to stop Josh Jacobs um, and he ran all over us. He began to look like Bo Jackson at one stage, um, which, uh, you know, was a was a, a blast from the past that I, I, I didn't welcome at all. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really disappointed. And I think obviously we'll touch on it later, but there's even more disappointing news coming out of uh, Broncos country just now for us, the, uh, the desperately unfortunate Javante Williams injury. I actually was going to lead with this just very quickly because I think if people are listening to this, um, they probably have their fellow from the Raiders and, and we'll go with that and we'll talk first in the football. But I do think it might be, and if you if you don't want to just shout, but I think it could be good to maybe just talk over this because um, I'm I'm pretty shocked. I mean, I'm not shocked because this always happens. You know, to every team, you always have that one player. But, you know, this is, this is extremely, extremely, it's, you know, the fact that he's torn his ACL but he also has a torn LCL and a posterior lateral corner. And then our other option, hypothetically, is uh, Melvin Gordon. Um, obviously, you've got Mike Boone as well there, but Melvin Gordon, the fumble machine. I guess we, I guess that can lead us into the talking of this game, but um, absolutely got it for Javante. Like, this, this is the guy that, in my opinion, is is up there with one of the best running backs in the NFL on his day. However, for him, this is a huge setback. And I have to say, Stuart, for me, and I know everyone always says that the running back position is expendable and it's like, oh, well, you you don't pay your running backs because you can draft someone or you can bring someone in. That's that's fair enough to say, but the, but the reality is they are now in a situation where they're far worse off than where they were at the start of the game. Like, I mean, to have him out for the season is is a huge blow. It is, Michael, and I think there's a couple of things that go into that. I agree. You know, the running back is a position. I know myself and Colin watching NFL longer than you. When 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 we started watching, there was almost such a thing as a franchise running back. Never mind a franchise quarterback. You know, um, and that has changed over the years. But I I, I kind of think you know for Broncos fans, once uh, Cortland Sutton went down injured um, last year, I think it was. Um, Javante Williams was about the own. Oh, sorry, Cortland Sutton got injured two years ago. I beg your pardon, but Cortland wasn't himself for most of last year. That's what it was. For, for, for most of the of the season last year, Javante Williams was the only reason to watch the Broncos' offense for large stretches of the season. Um, because we had two desperately poor, underperforming quarterbacks. Um, and the Broncos were de- were de- were just dull. They were dull on offense. Javante Williams was the one person that you could rely on to produce. A highlight reel is one person who would give you a spark, one give you that energy, you know, and the crowd fed off that you could see it. Ironically enough, the only other player who really did that last year in offense as well was Tim Patrick, who was also gone for the season before the season even began with a knee injury. So I, I think for me, yes, the running back position is one that, you know, 
it, it's not so simple as, oh, you just slot one in and it should be fine. I, I think there was a handful of players. Obviously, Russell Wilson is, is the quarterback. He's the franchise quarterback. Even at the moment, things are not clicking, but he is the franchise quarterback. There's a handful of players that you just really don't want to see go down because they're kind of the face of the franchise. Justin Simmons will be one. Pat Sertan is another one. Uh, Cortland now has come back and is playing like, um, you know, a mainstay and a team captain and somebody that really you know, leads the charge when when the chips are down, somebody's going to put their hand up. But Javante Williams is another one. And I think it's a devastating blow. Um, it's, it's it's as you sort of said, Michael, it's a position what, which was a position of strength going into the season. Now is a position that has massive question marks all over it. Because the simple reason is that you cannot trust Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon is an excellent running back. He runs hard. He, he, he you know, he, he, he is somebody that you can lean on. Melvin Gordon will have 100 yards rushing before you've almost even noticed it. Like, even his run yesterday that results in the fumble was a good run. Like, he, he sort of cracked off eight yards very quickly. He looked powerful. He looked strong. He got through the hole. He burst. And then he fumbled. And, and he's lost the faith of his coaches. And I don't know, Michael. I, I think if Javante Williams hadn't got injured, I think Melvin Gordon would have been in a really, really tricky place over the next few days. Because I think there would have been legitimate reasons to cut Melvin Gordon. Um, now they can't. They just simply can't. The The thing is, I, I've seen some people sort of falling over themselves to get excited about Mike Boone. Mike Boone has done nothing in his NFL career to suggest that Mike Boone is going to run for a thousand yards. This is not the days of the Mike Shanahan um, uh, system where you could literally get a guy and plug him in, um, you know, an undrafted free agent and he would run for a thousand yards. That, that, those days are gone. It's not there. I would say this, Michael, I don't know, and maybe it's unrealistic, but quite a few friends of mine who are Broncos fans, when we found out the news, have all said the same thing. I think it is probably worth exploring. I think in order to give the fans a boost, and I think in order to give the team a boost, I think the Broncos should go out and try and sign the one player who has never fumbled in his NFL career, and I would do whatever I could to get Philip Lindsay back on that team. I knew that was coming. I was waiting well, for that. I, and I, I, I have to say, that. you're done, right? Yeah. It would <laughs> give you a boost. It would give Broncos fight. And let's not forget, Mel, Philip Lindsay is an excellent... I don't know what's happened to Philip Lindsay since he left the Broncos. All I can look at is Philip Lindsay when he played for us. And Philip Lindsay was a fantastic running back. And he'd also give us something a little different from what we have. Melvin Gordon and, and Boone seem quite similar in a way. Melvin Gordon is a better running back if you leave out the fumbles, which is, you know, kind of hard to leave out at this stage. It's happening so often, but... You know, Mike Boone is not going to get it done. I'm sorry. He's not going to. If it, Mike Boone is RB1, then we are in serious trouble. And with all due respect, Mike Boone is a third down back. He comes in, he catches the ball out of the backfield. He's a good blocker. Mike Boone is not a bell cow running back. He isn't. And I don't know where anybody is getting the idea that this, this is going to be, you know, the answer. It's not. So you have to think outside the box. Um, and it's not even that much. The thing is, though, Stuart, is, is Lindsay. I think he's on the practice squad, Michael. So yeah, because can... I, I don't think he's active. So I'm wondering how oh. that could affect us. Does that make it more easier for us to get him? There, there is yes, another guy. Sorry, Michael. I think the fact that he's on the practice squad means that we can potentially go and get him far easier than if we had to trade for him if he was on the active roster. Um, Devonta Freeman's available. 
Now, granted, it's been a few seasons for him, but I actually, when you were discussing that, and you're probably wondering what I was Googling, I was literally looking up the free agent market, and you've the top saved, 25 are gone. You've saved me uh, you saved me the trip to do that after this podcast, because I was going I to. Think, I, but I do think, sure, I think the one that stands out there in the top 24, 25, you've maybe got, uh, as I type very quickly, and I'll leave it at this, uh, Carlos Hyde is there as well. Carlos Hyde, Devonta Freeman, um, and Phil, as you said, Philip Lindsay. But yeah, even if Philip Lindsay's not in that top twenty-five, there, it's a guy. He's a he's a hometown kid. He played for the for the Buffs, and the Buffs are going through enough crap at the minute. And I think you know he's he's grew up in Colorado. He's a Broncos fan. It would mean a lot to him to come back, even even in the way that I think you know we we, we spoke at the time whenever he did leave. I don't think a lot of us were happy in the way in which that was done. Um, but that remains to see sort of see what it is and i guess if people are listening to this we are recording this on a monday so if you are listening to this on a tuesday wednesday prior to tnf and um, yeah we're just waiting to see what's going to happen but we're wishing javante williams the very best in his recovery and uh it's a it's a blow for this broncos offense who let's jump into this game albert oku one target in the hole what the hell's going on here we get rid of, we, we, we get rid of no offense um the the offense here it was like Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blowing a balloon half the way up. I'm not bothering to blow the whole thing up. What is like, it just, it stop, start, stop, stop. It's so frustrating to watch. And then, like, we played a Raiders team last night that, honestly, in my opinion, are nothing special. They were all free to go in and... Okay, they've got Devontae Adams there, but Derek Carr, like Devontae Adams did not score a touchdown yesterday. He didn't score a receiving touchdown anyway. And I had to bite my lip a number of times. I'd say you were the same. Well, the thing about it is, Michael, for me, what happened was the Raiders' big players showed up. Like we, We mentioned three Raiders players last week that we would be concerned about because they've had success against the Broncos in the past. Excuse me. And two of them showed up big time last night. Jacobs has had huge success against the Broncos. He showed up. Um, Waller has had huge success. He didn't show up. But um, the pass rusher now, of course, whose name has immediately just escaped me, who has owned the Broncos since he's come into the league. Crosby, Max Crosby. How could I forget that? Max Crosby has owned the Broncos offensive line since he came into the league. And Max Crosby absolutely destroyed Fleming last night absolutely destroyed him. And when he was finished destroying Fleming, he just moved around to another piece part of the defensive line and he destroyed somebody else who was there. We should be really lucky that Russell Wilson can read the pocket and climb the pocket and scramble as well as he as he has been able to do in his career because he is doing it at the moment. Like even that superb pass that was KJ Hammer's first pass and it was good to see him come back for injury that's a nice story and hopefully he'll he'll get back into a stride even that pass if you go back and look at it Michael yeah it's a lovely deep ball and, and it was slightly unfortunate that Hammer didn't fall into the end zone but even then the pocket is all over the shop go back and look at that play later on tonight yeah great strike brilliant it's, it's a lovely play it's a nice bomb we all see that Russell Wilson is running for his life on that play the pocket is just in tatters 
The offensive line has been really poor up to this point. Um, and I think Javante Williams has made the running game look better than it is because Javante Williams, generally speaking, breaks the first tackle. You know, there are times when you see a play um, where it should go for a three or four yard loss and he'll get it for a one or two yard gain. That's gone now, unfortunately. Um, so I, I just, I think the offensive line has been a huge disappointment to me. I think it was good to see Jerry Judy get back in the action last night. I don't blame Russell Wilson. I don't think he's playing as well as we hoped that he would play. But when I look at games and, and you know, and you see nonsense where, you know, people are saying, oh, Geno Smith is outplaying Russell Wilson at this point. You know, that's just rubbish. But, like, you know, sometimes in some ways it might actually be easier, Michael, if Russell Wilson was struggling because you could kind of go, OK, this is going to get fixed because Russell is too good a player for this to last very long. Um, I, I don't know what the fix is. I mean, we're not professional NFL coaches, Michael. I, I, I just don't know what it is with the Broncos offense. It just it just doesn't, it doesn't seem to be chemistry. I mean, you're talking about the tight ends. We knew Russell Wilson didn't lean on his tight ends previous to this point. And of course, the Jimmy Graham situation was one that kind of really highlighted that but I mean one target for Albert O like we I think we all thought that Albert O was going to be a, a mismatch um in most of these games he's just not getting a look and he seems he seems to target uh Eric Saubert when he's trying to, to find a tight end I don't know if Albert is he in the doghouse for some reason you know then again he did have a really poor drop a few weeks ago and sometimes you know you you, you lose your confidence your quarterback it doesn't come back to you again but you know I, I just Look, it's not as bad as it was the last couple of years, Michael. Obviously, because Russell Wilson is playing, and that does give you a chance. But I, I, you don't know when a 35, 40 point game is going to come. And, and it, it's a little bit like, you know, you see teams, we're not even going to talk about the Chiefs. The Chiefs are next level at the moment. They're just playing out of their skin. The Bills are playing out of their skin. I mean, the way the Bills came back from a huge deficit against the Ravens. But like, even sort of ordinary teams are, are putting up, like the Lions. Ironically, are one and three, but the Lions are scoring huge points. Um, Broncos just don't seem to have that kind of capability at the moment, and that's why I think I'd bring in someone like Philip Lindsay because at least he's a home run hitter. Now maybe he won't, you know, do it every game, but there is the possibility he'll break one off for seventy-five, you know, eighty yards. Um, but yeah, I think for Michael, that's for me the big thing is the the Raiders' key players showed up, and apart from really, I think maybe Cortland Sutton. I don't think many of our key players showed up, you know, and I think that's the difference in those kind of games. Because if you look at it like pound for pound, like we've got just as much talent on our roster as the Raiders. But I didn't ever really feel confident that we were going to win that game, did you? I thought the Raiders always kind of had us at arm's length. I didn't feel too bad in the first half because I think we looked crisp enough, you know, like, and we looked more alert because you had those plays with Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, um, and then the second quarter with Melvin Gordon I know we've touched on Melvin Gordon it did let us down we go into the second half uh, three straight three and outs at one point we didn't look that we, like, that we were going to threaten we looked we looked really really poor um, the thing for me is whenever obviously Gordon was sent off and I don't want to say he went to the doghouse even he though he did, did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was a big sort of drop off in the capacity and the ability in my opinion of Mike Boone and that's something to look at um, the one thing I will say is and I want to be positive here as well uh, the next gen start of the game here we go Patrick Sertain aligned across from Devante Adams in 25 of 35 routes 
Uh, Certain forced more tight window targets in five than receptions allowed against Adams, which was four. I was really impressed with him. I mean, I've been, I've been impressed with him every game he's played this season. But that is like the main takeaway in terms of positivity. We have to take, you know, Patrick Sertain looks a real deal. He is the real deal, deal, to be fair. And you're right. If we can just find a way to just sort of get this situation on the offense fixed. I'm not saying the defense is close. I'm just saying if we can get more points on the board, it's it's going to make it a lot easier. I feel like we have to talk about the guard balls incident. I mean, what the fuck? Like, what the hell is that? Seriously, what was that? And I get it's funny and stuff, and his wife was joking about it, but you see all this talk, like he he was trying not to give up on the play and all. That is bald. What the hell was that? Seriously. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that's... Uh, the best bit of that was about the fact that his wife was taking the mick out of him on Twitter. I mean, that was that was kind of that was kind of funny to be fair. Uh, you know, hey Michael, you know, some people would look at it and they go, "That's you know, great to see." There's no quit on this guy, but you know, I think it, Gareth Bowles looked like he was trying to get his Steve Tasker moment from the Super Bowl in the blowout that the, the Bills suffered at the hands of the Cowboys, and he prevented a touchdown, which I think would have made the score sixty or something at that stage. And was used for years afterwards as a sort of a lesson from fathers to sons about how they should never give up. And Gareth looked like he was trying to reenact that, but you know he isn't Steve Tasker uh, or Don Beebe. Was it Don Beebe? I think I'm not sure. But anyway, um, I think Garibald has enough issues at the moment that we don't need to be piling in on top of him for his attempt to tackle. Um, because Gareth is not playing well at all. Uh, unfortunately, he isn't. He, he's beginning to. I mean, I know Colin has long felt that. The year of no holding and the year of no crowds helped Gareth Bowles, you know, earn that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He has not. Like, I think the fact that Fleming is such a bad right tackle has taken some of the spotlight off Bowles because, you know, he doesn't look anywhere near as poor as he does, as as Fleming does. But But if you look at him that season, that you're talking about, he... With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He knew he had to play to get paid. Yes. Uh, to to an extent. And I'm sorry, but there has been a drop off. And it's it's evident that the minute he got paid that, that this seems so. I mean, let me talk about motivation and let me talk about pre- being prepared here now. Uh, and I'll ask you this before we look at Thursday night. Are the Broncos the worst coach team in the league? Because Nathaniel Hackett over the first four weeks has not prepared his team efficiently. The offense is not playing well at all in the sense of they're not, they don't seem to have the preparation or the elements needed. And, you know, on paper, this team should be minimum three and one. Mm. It should be. But that's one element of that. The other element is they're not playing anywhere near good enough to even, in my, honestly, in my opinion, to be two and two. They should have lost against the Niners. They lost last night. Um, they lost in Seattle. So, you know, it's it's very... It's a complete mess, in my opinion. And I, I think Hackett's got uh, an uphill task to save his job, personally. They're not playing well, Michael, and I agree with you. I think they were 
uh, we were blessed to win that game against the Niners. Um, I said it last week in the program. I think if uh, Trey Lance had been playing against the Broncos, the Niners would have won that game easily enough because the Niners' defense was superb. We got a little bit of a spark. Russell Wilson pulled off almost a, a miracle play on a key third down, um, which kept the drive alive, which was ultimately how we won the game by a point. Um, we're playing nowhere near as well as we should be. I'm particularly playing nowhere near as well as we should be when you consider the, the, the quality of the opponents that we've played up to this point. Um, like, as I said, like I know it's a divisional battle, but the Raiders are not a particularly good team. I know they've been close in most of those games, but they had lost all of those games. Um, unfortunately, we don't look like we're prepared. We look like a team that has a very talented sort of group of individuals that are not clicking mainly the offense in fairness and uh, the defense i know jacobs ran all over them last night but up until this point the defense has been superb and i think evero has really really impressed me um didn't quite have the same impact last night defensively but in fairness the Broncos really need to score more than 22 points. I and mean, we have, what was the previous week? We scored, what was it, 12? The week before that, we, you know, we're not putting up anywhere near enough points. I mean, even last night, the, we didn't have the same kind of red zone struggles because we didn't get into the red zone <laughs> at all, really. Um, the special teams are playing quite well. I think we should give a shout out to, to Washington, the punt returner. He's been superb. He, he looks like one of the best punt returners, kickoff returners in the NFL. Um, so that was, that was a positive. But I, I think, Michael, for me now, and I guess it's probably no harm to move on to, to the Colts game. Like, this to me now, Michael... No excuses, Stuart, on Thursday. I'll just but, jump in here. I don't mean, I'll, I'll let you bomb away no, here. Yeah, no, There's ahead. no excuses. That offensive line at Indianapolis is dog-awful. And if we can't get to Matt Ryan, then genuinely get the bags and pack them up because they have been, with the exception of that Kansas City game, and I'm, well, you know what, fair enough, even in the Kansas City game, they only got, what, 24 points when, when the Chiefs struggled and they were on the field a lot. They've been piss poor. And Ballard's job is on the line. Reich's job is on the line. So the Colts are coming into this game um, under serious pressure, sitting 1-2-1. One, and one. We're sitting 2-2. Two two. It's amazing how big this game is for a Thursday night game. It's got such big connotations, hasn't it? It is. And and you're, you're almost kind of into it. Because like, if you look at the way... Some of the teams are playing in the in the AFC at the moment, Michael. You're you're beginning to kind of wonder if this is kind of must win territory, particularly as it's at home. If this game was in Indianapolis, I would I I, I would have zero expectations of us winning it because our record in Indianapolis is atrocious. It's, it's really up there. I think the, the Ravens is the only other place we've gone to that we've consistently struggled as badly. Um, our record there is terrible. I'm delighted that it's on in Denver. I think that will help. Um, the, the Colts are a very difficult team to get any kind of a handle on, Michael, because, you know, I mean, and I would probably have only really seen them in red zone, um, but they don't seem to be playing well. And I think the Colts are one of those teams that people thought were getting excited about. You know, how Matty Ryan looks like he could, you know, could he, can he come back and he get back to his old self? They've got a huge amount of talent. Their defense is excellent. And they just haven't performed in any way, shape or form. I know they got that win against the Chiefs, but that kind of looked a little bit like you know, one of those sort of lightning strikes moments. And I think if the Chiefs went back and played the Colts 10 times in a row, they'd win, you know, nine of them. Um, it's just one of those things that happens occasionally. The NFL, is, you know, every year they produce crazy results in the early weeks of the season. That was another one of them. But I, I think, as you said, Michael, their offensive line is banged up and, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's really porous at the moment. You would think that the likes of Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb, who didn't really have much of an impact last night, 
Um, you would like to think that they could get at Matty. Matty Ryan has is, is, never been a mobile quarterback. He certainly isn't one now. Um, behind, a, uh, as we said, a banged up porous offensive line. I imagine there's large doses of Taylor coming our way, especially when you think what Josh Jacobs did to us last night. Um, but that's the only thing that, that they really can do offensively at the moment. So I think we should be prepared. for that. Look, There's no reason, Michael, for, for Taylor to go for 200 yards against us the weekend. Sorry, on Thursday nights. There's really no excuse for that whatsoever. Jacobs has gashed us. Um, the lesson should be learned from that. <clears throat> but I think the big question now, Michael, is, is for me is is what do we do running back? I, I just don't know. I think that's a hammer blow. Um, I think that just adds to the pressure. I think you've also, as you touched on, Michael, we look very hard like, to turn around in three days. It could become at a worse time as well. It's a it's the, the Thursday night, and the other problem as well with Thursday night games, Michael, players hate them because of the lack of time in between, because this is when injuries happen again. Um, on those Thursday night games, obviously you had the nasty situation with Tua last week. Um, so you know, and these Thursday night games tend to be sloppy, I think, as well, a lot of the time because players are wrecked. You know, they don't have the recuperation, their bodies are not fully healed. The extra few days gives them from Sunday to Sunday. I, I, they just have to win this game, Michael. They have to win this game because I do think if we go two and three, um, given the way the schedule is about to play out after this, I think we are. You know we're we're in trouble because if you look at that, then we have the Chargers. Obviously, then we've got the Jets at home. Um, then we've got our trip to London, which now has become a much more tricky assignment than I think any of us thought at the beginning of the year. Then you know you've got Titans, you've got Raiders. You know you've got the Ravens coming up. It gets a lot harder, and um, we have to win this game. We really should have gone three and one, given the way the season started. It, it needed to be a three and one start. We've dropped a couple of games now that we shouldn't have dropped. Um, we cannot do that again. We have to beat the Colts on Thursday night. And then we 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 really have to take advantage of the Chargers injury problems. Um, because we, we have to get to four and three. We we really do. That game against the Chargers is in Denver or in SoFi? That game against the Chargers is in SoFi. And it is all it's a Monday night football game. So we're on Thursday night, then we're on, we've got a, a bit of a we've got one of those kind of mini buys. Um, you know, we've got an 11 day sort of which will help. Um, and then we're back at nine o'clock our time against the Jets the week after that. So, you know, the Jets obviously had a little and then London. Um, and I can confirm for you, Stuart, and everyone listening to this, the Broncos arrive on the Tuesday. They are the only team outside of the Saints that that have arrived in London on the Monday. Uh, Every other team is arriving on the Friday, including the Jaguars, which is very interesting because. The UK is their home base, so, you know, in the sense of an international game. So I, I think that's a very interesting thing. We've seen it didn't really work for the Saints on Sunday. Um, Vikings were very, I was speaking to Adam Phelan yesterday, and he was saying about how they were happy to come over on the Friday and get, get in and get out. So it'll be intriguing to see what the Broncos have. You know, if there are, you know, hopefully they, they can become acclimatized. And one thing I will say is it's a very different atmosphere. Um, and especially the way the Jacksonville Jaguars are. I just hope it's all, please God, it'll work out. In, in, in terms of this game on Thursday night, for me, it's all, it's all about Pat Sertain on this defense. Um, can we stop the run? If you've got guys like Michael Pittman playing, can we stop Matt Ryan getting the ball down the field? I'm going to come out here and say it now. The offensive weapons that we have, minus the run game, with Russell Wilson's arm, we should be scoring minimum 24 points in this game. Jerry Judy should have at least one touchdown in this game, minimum. 
And if he doesn't, it's completely criminal. Seriously. This is the night where it's on, I was going to say national TV, but it's on uh, it's on Amazon. It's on, you know, national television in that sense. And everyone's going to be watching this game. The Broncos need to make a statement when I am picking them to win this game. But I do feel that if they lose this game, we're in serious trouble. And I would be concerned for the season, even at two and three. Um, any final comments, Stuart? No, I, I would agree, Michael. I think th- this game has to simply be won. And I think, you know, the fact that we are struggling offensively, I think Russell Wilson is too good a quarterback not to take advantage of the matchups that we should have. Our offensive weapons, as you say, Michael, should have far too much for, for the Colts, even though the Colts' defense isn't playing as well as I think people thought they were going to play. I still expect us to win this game. Um, I think we're four point favorites at the moment. I think that's about right. I don't think we're going to win. I don't. I don't think we're going to blow anybody away. I don't. I, to be honest, with you, I think we will have a game where we'll probably hit fifty points. We'll come out of nowhere and everyone will be stunned. But I think up until that point, I I don't see us blasting teams. I I think you know we're going to lean on the defense to to win us games until things begin to click. Um, but I think. This is the type of game that Russell Wilson has been brought in for. And I, I do believe he is playing well. I don't think he's playing elite levels yet. Um, but I also do think there needs to be... If you think about the good offensive plays the Broncos have had up to this point in the season, Michael, most of them have come from Russell Wilson being Russell Wilson. Um, and I think the Seahawks a few years ago kind of realised that... that, that you know, let him do his thing, let him scramble, let him improvise, let him off the, you know, let him do things off the cuff. Because I think, you know, at the moment, it looks like we're still trying to shoehorn him, shoehorn him a little bit into a system. And I think we just need to, just need to let him go in and, and just, just do what he does, you know, and see how that goes. Because we can't lean on the run game, Michael, unless something really dramatic happens over the next 24, 48 hours. We can't because Melvin Gordon, as we said, is is not trusted by the coaches. And Mike Boone has done nothing in his NFL career to suggest he's going to run for 120 yards in, in, in you know, game after game after game. So I, I, I think we, we need to be creative. I think we need to do, and we need to get those tight ends involved. We really do. Um I'd, I'd, I'd love to see Alberto get involved. I was shocked, though not surprised, when you when you mentioned that stat earlier on. Um, you know, we, we need to... We, we did say, Michael, when you were away earlier on in the summer, tight end was a real problem position for us because we have really very, very green talent and we've got a couple of journeymen in there. So it's a position that we weren't really confident in and unfortunately it's been proven up to this point the tight end room is not really producing anything at the moment so maybe it'd be good for that to change even Beck maybe I don't know Beck a few weeks ago looked Anyone. like he, somebody do something from the tight end <laughs> but There's no I, the title I, I, I'm, of the podcast. I'm confident we're going to win I am, confident. I, I am confident we'll win Michael but I don't. I think it could be you know three or four points I don't, I don't see it being any more than that really I'd love if it was but I don't, I don't see it but I think we will win and hopefully get things back on track. Please, God, we do. Uh, Colin will be back next week as well. Hope you're feeling better, Colin. Uh, and yeah, Broncos, Thursday night football. Enjoy the game, folks. Enjoy the week. Stuart, thanks for spending time with me. Chat some football. Go, go Broncos. Chat to you soon. Go Broncos, Michael. Let's get that dub on Thursday night.